Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello! Oh, hi, you scared me. I'm sorry, I did not mean to play peekaboo like that with you. <laughs> Do you know, it was occurring to me, what? like watching General Hospital today, it's just like, it's been two days, right? It's yep. been a, it was a day for I think a couple of weeks. Yeah. And now it's been the next day going on, I think maybe week two of day two. The wedding really put time in Port Charles into perspective for me. <laughs> it, <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is where I'm at when I watched Monday's episode. Okay. Mm. This is this mm-hmm. is what I felt. This is the tone. So for me, I felt Monday's episode was really all about setting up the next phase of this story. Like, I feel like the whole, this is the storyline, and I feel like it was very well laid out. They're basically like, it's going to be a slow burn. It's getting soapy. We're getting into some deceit, lies, and potential for forbidden love. This is like how I felt was the main message of Monday. Oh, 100%. Like we talked about a little bit last week. I even listened to um, Steve Burton and Spinelli's podcast. That's so awesome. And it very much, they were analyzing it, you know, very similarly to we were. And nice. <laughs> right. And like, this is the slow burn. Buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. I am. So- okay. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk <laughs> about one of those. Okay, let's talk about one of those. Sonny is at his own grave. Yes, yes, he is. Um, <clears throat> I, me, <laughs> I don't even know how, but we're going to start. What I will say, like, I I will not fast forward too much, but I will yes. say about Nina now that mm-hmm. I no longer buy her BS about coming to Port Charles to face the music. Uh-huh. That does not seem to be what the goal was at all. Having her bump into this to Sunny at the gravesite seemed to be more of what was perhaps behind that quick decision to return to Port Charles. Oh yes, I thought yeah? everything yeah. was very calculated this week. I was okay. So, how did you feel before we get into what was said and the reactions? What did you feel when Sunny and Nina were getting into it? Um, I think very thrown. Very like, huh. It was it was like a seesaw, basically, right? There was anger, but then you could see other things. <laughs> I was captivated, though. Like, everything that's happened since Sunny has returned, every significant conversation, in particular, you know, like Sunny and Nina, or like, Anything related to what Nina did. Sonny <laughs> got his memory back, but he didn't forget. No, and it's happening. Exactly. And Seesaw is a great way to put it because I was like, okay, yeah, Sonny's back. But, you know, yes, there's still a piece is of he? mic there. Is Sonny oh, back? Oh, okay, is do you want to go? Sonny oh. back? Okay. Um, let's, okay. <laughs> let's, okay. I, I, people have said that, right? So I want to mention Gano38 said, Seem like Sonny became more of Mike than he realizes. Okay. And it's interesting because Sonny is back, but like not really. Um, not really back. <laughs> no. 
Okay, so here's the thing. I kept looking at him, and this is the way my brain works sometimes. It's like a percentage thing. Like, how much percentage of Sonny came back, and how much percentage of Mike is there? Because there's two parts of him that are fighting right now for a place. So the scene starts off with him yelling, he's so mad. But then, when they get into the conversation, and she brings up the love, and she brings up, you know, what happened there, he softens a lot you're correct there was a lot of back and forth right anger and then softer moments like he's like the harsher ones are things like it's not real and then they're arguing and then um it was interesting because Sunny kept trying to convey I'm me I'm dangerous and Nina was very much no you're fuzzy and cuddly. <laughs> okay, and they were standing. Was it me or did the physical distance between them get closer? Because at some point in their argument, when she was trying to convince him that even though you are who you are and our feelings are real, I really thought she was going to reach out and kiss him. And I really thought he really? would get into it. Mm-hmm. Because she cried. It was really unbelievable, right? So he does start off, like you say, with the anger. And you mentioned how he softens. I Were you not, I'm sorry, but my jaw dropped when he started to say, you were great. We were great together. And then he throws in, but it wasn't real. And I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. How is it? How are you saying this to the woman that stole your life? I'm like, that's pretty kind for Sonny Corinthos. You threw in so like you threw in some amazing compliments slash it wasn't real. Like you're reminding yourself that it's bad what she did. And keep in mind, okay, fine, it's only been two days. He has not told Carly, and he has not laid lips on Carly's lips. He hasn't told anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And it's bad because he's having, like, you know what I mean? That That's also obviously a clue, right? Because he comes back, and you're noticing everybody is leaving out chunks of information, right? We noted oh, yes. last week how Maxie left out chunks of information when she spoke of Nina or spoke of Sunny. Um, and last week, too, the theme of leaving out information, you know, between Jason and Carly being like, do we, like, tell him that we were really <laughs> going to get married for real and obviously sunny of all things like when they're, they're asking that main question where have you been you know a quick answer would have been like with nina can you believe <laughs> it but that's not what happened a lot of withholding of information what really um shook me was again sunny is angry they're obviously debating the whole mike sunny what is real Mm-hmm. And what's odd, obviously, is watching Nina now speak to Sonny, right? Because Mike left that that day in that doctor's office, okay? <laughs> and we saw it in his eyes. But what was shocking for me was when they started to enter the territory of actually talking about what she knows of Sonny. Like, he accuses her of not liking Sonny. So they start moving mm-hmm. away from Mike. Yes. And now they're having a conversation about Sunny and Nina, not Mike and Nina. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Because the thing is, like, now she's starting to say things like, you know, how Mike is a part of Sunny, that she didn't truly know him before. Like, the conversations kept twisting, right? Because there is this whole thing of, like, it's not real. And then Nina would talk around it by going, yeah okay, but it did happen. It happened with Mike and you were Mike, right? (laughs) And then it was like, no, you're right. I didn't know Sonny, but now I'm thinking maybe you are those elements of Mike as Sonny and I just didn't know Sonny well enough 
you know what I mean? Like it was a very weird talk around that kept kind of coming back to the same place, which is you guys had a thing. So now what? <laughs> like, you know, that's like the crux of the whole thing. I loved, loved when they refer to Nixon's fa- Nixon Falls as a parallel world because that's <gasps> kind of what we said. I couldn't believe it. So, so that's that was the thing about Monday, right? Because, again, setting the tone, this is going to be a slow burn. We're going to see, like, mm-hmm. the aftermath. And I kind of like that. You know, I kind of like this. I don't feel like it's being drawn out, but I think it's giving justice to how much those nine months really changed and what they really affected and what the impact really was. Like, I really, I am really enjoying this so far because every conversation, every interaction you're seeing, you know, this is the impact of this, but also literally, like, I'm also shocked at how many times they're uh, like really echoing a lot of the basic things that we've said and, and maybe even explaining a little bit to the audience what they were creating I really, I love it. I like, I love all of this. And as you're talking to, it makes me think about, you know, this whole Sonny Mike thing and him. Like, I I do believe that Nina is very much in his head at this point because the decisions he makes throughout the rest of the week, who he decides to listen to, trust the actions that he puts into motion. It's like, he's, oh, well, I'm supposed to be Sonny. This is the guy that I think I'm supposed to be. So I'm going to act this way. So he's still battling. Oh, I can't believe this. Inside. I can't believe this because I'm watching today's episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and there was a specific scene and Johnny's like, pause, pause, pause. I got something. I got something good. Yes. yes. And I'm like, what? He's like, it's like Sunny is trying so hard to be Sunny. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, Ange. I just continue <laughs> watching. <laughs> I agree with Johnny. It was so bizarre because he was a caricature of himself. And it was so cringy to watch. <sighs> okay. It was worse seeing this than seeing him be Mike. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where things kind of take a turn, right? So we have the anger, they're talking about Mike, they move over to talking about Sonny. But what was really like, oh man, you know what I mean? Like drawing a line in the sand and obviously feeding into this divide that will happen. Like Mm -hmm. Nina is the divide, like let's be honest, she's the (laughs) dividing factor. But it's when Mike starts to, sorry, Sonny, right? Right? Because this yes. is how he's acting. <laughs> when Sonny starts to communicate to Nina, I see things exactly how you do, right? I don't think you were doing this out of malice. And how often have we heard the word malice? And mm-hmm. she's not doing this out of malice, you know, like Jax's explanation, Valentine is, you know, thinking the same way. It's the whole speech that she keeps using. And yes. now you have Sonny saying to her face hole, that <laughs> you didn't do this out of malice. It was like an initial impulse to get back at Carly. I'm like, yeah, Carly, your wife, your whole world. Yeah. She attacked your wife. I guess you're going after her as strong as you did now. Because we all remember that when Nell was gaslighting Carly, where was Sonny to protect Carly in that whole thing? Where was his strong stance and strong devotion and strong like defense of Carly? That's where Jason had swooped in. okay and then you have you know that whole conversation he says that but obviously the most like like shocking and telling moment is when nina walks away and you see how sunny exhales 
-hmm. which confirms how overwhelming this is for him, like in terms of his Nina love feelings. That's so gross. I mean, it's amazing, but I was feeling grossed out in that moment. Yes, but this is, okay, so this is how I was feeling because like Mike and Nina had this relationship that slowly developed, right? They slowly Mm -hmm. developed their love. Meanwhile, Carly and Jason were thrown into it and they were forced to confront their love on a mob timeline, technically because of Sonny, right? Sonny leaves and due to this timeline, they have to get married and all of those sort of deadlines forced them to like, and this is what was happening. It wasn't just them analyzing their relationship and going back down memory lane, but the whole town was putting their whole relationship on display. So it makes sense why everything felt unnatural, not just because they spent decades being friends right like let's be honest you know fake marriages fake relationships like anybody who's been friends like I mean first of all look at Elizabeth and Finn yes right it doesn't matter what your relationship was or how distant maybe you once were at some point in time or the fact that like your sister had a baby with him like none of that matters when you have this slow development right of like coming together for a common cause aka Mm -hmm. chase and then slowly spending more time together and bonding right that story is easy to build but that is not what carly and jason got it wasn't just awkward because of the decades of friendship it was awkward because it was forced right it was forced due to the story Yes. And while they concluded that, they might have fallen in love slowly, but the thing about them was they were sort of forced to revisit their feelings and make a decision about how they wanted the rest of their lives to go. So what I am thinking is now is the time. Carly and Jason are going to get their slow build in terms of becoming closer together, that this is where they're going to, whether they want to or not, because Jason and Carly are of the mind that this would never have happened if Sunny were here. Yes. That's that's where they're at. But I think that they're going to kind of see that despite what they want, right, and despite their choice to be like, we can't really move forward with whatever feelings we have, I think it's going to happen anyway, obviously, right? That they're going to, now we're going to see the natural development of their relationship, even with Sunny here. It's a spotlight on it in a really different way because, like, both of them said this line, you should be angrier. Like, they're not understanding, like, they're on a common page right now, Jason and Carly, on a level that nobody else really sees. Exactly. That was the other piece of the puzzle, right? Like, you know, that conversation that Jason has with Sunny. But in terms of, like, their relationships, that's exactly it. That's going to play a huge role, right? The fact that mm-hmm. Carly and Jason see Nina. That's She's, like, the divide. Their perception of her, the way they see her, is exactly the same. Like, even all that time during the Nell storyline, how many times did they debate Nell? And did Carly kind of question, like, am I being hypocritical and all this mm-hmm. stuff? And there was Jason, who firmly saw things the way Carly did. No. You're great. They suck. Like, that was sort <laughs> of sort of the whole line but I think it's really really interesting like with the whole Carly and Jason and how people like the the whole the whole Carly and Jason and sort of the pace right and just this whole idea of their feelings it's so funny how they're just so adamant about this idea that like well obviously if Sunny was here we'd be buds and you'd be with him (laughs) romantically he's the love of your life but then it's like wait a second so you guys apparently had this box of your past feelings you mm-hmm. open them for all of two seconds, 
Carly says she's in love with you. You're like, I love you too. But apparently that's insignificant because it didn't last for very long. So apparently you're like, yeah, yeah, we can close it back quick enough. We took off our wedding rings quick enough. (laughs) Our love is nothing. Our love is nothing because you're in love with Sunny and we're just buds. And this would have never happened. Us being in love, what are you talking about? Only in an alternate universe. But that's not true. If you like, think about Ned. Think about all those think because she references that. What about what everyone else saw? No one else objected. No one else thought you and me together was weird. And like, let's say Jason and Carly do get together. Of course, it would be earth shattering. You know what I mean? It's so like, what? After all this time? And I just think that even if they end up together, I don't think that sort of um, makes anything they had before insignificant. But I do mm-hmm. think it's, you know, a story that was maybe on pause for a really long time. And I just find that whatever story they're trying to tell of Jason and Carly and their love, I do mm-hmm. feel like it kind of makes sense of their behavior all this time. <laughs> like the fact that Jason can't fully give himself to like anyone else. Yes, it makes like, so, sense now. Right? So I find like their love story, you know, I don't think it takes away. They've had so many great loves and it's not like I'm no longer a fan of let's say Jason and Sam or I'm no longer a fan of Carly yeah. and Sunny. It's just that things have sort of changed and shifted a lot. Absolutely. Like it's so interesting to me, especially that part where Joss calls Jason to help Carly. And we will go back to like how that all happened. But Jason is still the go-to person to calm Carly. Like, Sonny is back. But even if Sonny was there, Jason would be the person to be called to find Carly to calm her down. Yeah. You but know, it just this, looks different now. It, yeah, it does look different. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Carly has spoken to everyone but Sonny at this point, And she's learning about Sonny from everyone else. Speaking yeah. of Joss, actually. So what I thought was really interesting was just seeing her in a scene with Maxie in Brooklyn, like when Joss sat down, you know, she says, and this is obviously how Brooklyn finds out too, that it's surreal to see Sunny alive. And for me, it was just so surreal to see Joss sitting there with them. Yeah. But I know she has a, like a relationship with them. We love it when like different characters come together, but like when ever have you seen these three together chatting? That's so true. <laughs> but I like, I think it was, obviously we know why it was important for her to be exactly. there. Exactly. And I loved how Carly she was in that moment, like look, seeing right through Maxie and knowing that there was more to the story. But I also loved how Brooklyn stood up for Maxie and just like went along with the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously they have a little bond and she's, you know, trying to like tread lightly and be careful, you know, and protect Maxie. I just thought it was funny because what did you think? Because that's, that's the thing. When Joss brought Maxie, I thought Joss already knew, but it looked like she was finding out at the same time as Carly. That's what I thought too in the beginning. But as that scene with those three women, one were phenomenal, amazing actresses like Joss. And I mean, all of them deserve gold stars. When Maxie started talking and the anger in Joss, but just knowing yeah. that gut feeling to bring Maxie to the house and actually like persuading her and to go. It, like, right? yeah. <laughs> I just like really force her to come. But like, I loved how Joss interfered, really drawing on her inner Carly. Right. Um, I, I love sort of the precise questions that Carly started to ask, you know, mm-hmm. like, I want to know when, you know, like she, she wanted to know all these very specific details. Like Carly tried to like calm Joss and put her hand on her. And we talked about this last week where you said, I thought Maxie might've been a little bit more mad or I'm not sure, or the reaction would have been stronger. And I feel like Maxie in a calm, nice way 
made it clear her stance on the whole thing, but I felt her actions of going to Carly and seeing it from Carly's perspective really showed how she felt. Yes, absolutely. She picked a side. She said that she would have wanted to know. I think it's, we always talk about that peripheral relationship where they're in her life and she feels, you know, a connection to them. And it was important for her to say, and seeing it firsthand, how it affects, it's one thing for Nina to tell you what she did. It's another to see the effects of, you know, the wife and the stepdaughter. Oh yeah. Right. Exactly. It really makes it come alive for Maxie. But how did you feel about Maxie? You know, cause like, like I understand where Maxie's coming from, right? She's trying to honor her own values by like saying Carly, like if I were you, I'd want to know, but making it clear, like I love Nina. And I think that that is fair, right? You don't, you know, just dump people that you love because they do something horrible. It, you know, it makes sense for me that Maxie will stand by Nina and all this, yes. but make it clear that she didn't like it. And she does tell Jocelyn, you know, I'm in no place to judge, but how did you feel about her pointing that question to Carly? Oh, my, my jaw dropped. I'm like, girl, you are brave because the look that Carly shot back, I didn't, it wasn't the time. She was just no. processing this information. Like, you should have just let her process, not try to get her to forgiveness or seeing this from a different standpoint. At that point in time, you zip it up. I don't know. Like, I don't agree. Like, I know Carly has had a checkered past, but like, like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, so, so because of that, Carly is like, oh, well, yeah, I've done things. So I'm not going to have a reaction. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I get what Maxie's trying to do, but I'm, but I was also. It made no sense. I, yeah. That's how I also felt too. It was just so jarring. It's like the woman just found out. So she's just not supposed to have a reaction because we just shouldn't judge. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Like, I've done bad things too. And like, anyways, I. But what was really funny was that we knew that during this conversation, we knew where Nina was, right? The moment Nina was at the quartermains, didn't you feel like Carly's, like, senses went off because she knows exactly where to go and find her? Because she shows up every time Nina's with Wiley without Yes, <laughs> her Wiley senses were tingling. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was so funny to me because I'm like, yes, there's going to be, like, a little uh, thing going on there. Um, but before we get there, let's go through a little bit of the whole Sunny Jason interactions. Okay, so for sure, I love this, like, remove my gravestone, like, just take it away. But what caught me is Sonny is falling back into his role. Jason is still adjusting to the fact that he was running shit. And now Sonny's like, move this rock. <laughs> no, that was crossing a line because Sonny says that at the end of the conversation. Mm -hmm. he, he reiterates that. And I think that was a subtle way of attempting to put Jason back in his place oh, when yeah. he was all like, this should have been gone yesterday. And I'm like, like, I'm like, so did you want Jason to walk over and, and pick it all up? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And so like Nina walks away, Jason shows up and then this is where Sonny finally divulges. But I was a little shocked at how mm -hmm. laughy and matter of fact Yep. He starts delivering this. You know what? Okay, let me tell you something. So this funny shit happened. So actually, what, what really happened was, you know, Nina knew who I was and started a romance with me and kept me from my family. But, you know, things happened. Like, it was, I was just, <laughs> I was just so shocked. And obviously, even still at this point, 
he's still not telling Jason the full truth. And I love that when he starts to tell Jason and Jason is processing the insanity that's coming out of, of his mouth, he's like, it's not complicated. Like he was exactly. like, it, it's not complicated. You're not angry enough. Like, what are you talking about? Cause like, let's remember Sonny only found out the day before what Nina did. You're already good with it. Yeah. Apparently all it took, it was, it was a day. And there is a lot of throwing around of the Nell name. And we already know where Jason stood with Nell. We already know that Jason knew what it was like to see Nina in action, you know, tell, trying to attack Carly at mm-hmm. Sonny's funeral. Exactly. And I think that's significant, right? There's a lot of talk of Nell. And we know what happened in the Nell storyline. It was really about Jason being there. Like, Sonny was quite absent in one of the lowest points for Carly. Yes. And then he starts to brush off things and saying he doesn't want to get angry and he wants to talk to a psychiatrist about that one. You want to talk to a psychiatrist about why you don't want to allow yourself to be angry at Nina? Yeah. I, I, I think, think I can give you the answer. Okay? I'll save you a couple bucks. <laughs> that was like over one of the notes I wrote, which I'm giving myself a gold star because I liked what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the Mike and Sunny is really showing when he talks about Nina. Right? It's like he just creeps bad. out. He's just like, oh, he, 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 be mad. You're like, no, get mad, stay mad. Yeah, like he, Sunny did not use the correct tone at all um, in any of that. And I just feel like not using the correct tone should raise a lot of red flags. Yes, absolutely. It's kind of easy to point out. Like, I just don't understand. It's going to be interesting because we see the fallout that's happening, but there's like another layer that we haven't even gotten to yet. Right? Okay. So you said it earlier, things like who Sonny chooses to talk to. So apparently he's getting his gossip about Jason's arrest from Epiphany. So he sees Epiphany (laughs) and he actually starts asking info about Jason, which I find interesting. It's completely weird. From what Epiphany is saying, Sonny is making the connection that Mm -hmm. Jason and Britt had something. Yes. And so then he's starting to ask him about it. So you left Mm -hmm. Britt for Carly? And then he, and then I just loved how Jason was saved by the bell. And it's interesting because that bell was Carly, you know, it was ultimately, it was about her, <laughs> yes. but Sonny asked him very point blank, you know, well, I mean, come on, if, if Brit makes you happy and he, and he couldn't, and he was just like, um, you know, cause sure he was into Brit. There was chemistry there, but last we saw, he told Carly that he loved her. He was all kissing her. He was ready to take everything off mm-hmm. and be like, Sonny who? All up in Sonny's bed. I'd be like, let's make a life together. That's where Jason yep. was like a few hours ago. Yes, he's like, um, I'll just deal with Britt another to this conversation. Yeah. Like, let's press pause. Put yeah. a pin in it. Yeah, like I care about her. She doesn't care about me. And that's okay. <laughs> <For what? laughs> I love that. That was really funny. Um, okay, so Nina, okay, um, mm-hmm. has this really interesting conversation with Michael and Willow. Like, okay, even before we get to the conversation, when she walked in that room, like, you are 1,000% crazy. You are brave. You were just, like, going through this town. Bold. Bold. That is the word. Bold. I was shocked. Let's continue. <laughs> like but like if I really sit here and think about it yeah I was livid when she walked through there I know she's trying to get 
her one last visit, but I don't believe it's her one last visit. Um, so that's how I felt. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like I can't wait to see how Michael and Willow react. So there's some interesting things that were set up there. Very Mm -hmm. interesting things. So, so let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Nina starts, you know, gushing. You guys are great parents. You know, she's setting something up like she's about to confess, but then doesn't. They start to go back to the trial. They talk about the trial. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I love how Michael asked a very good question which Willow thought was perhaps rude or awkward and tried to shut it down mm-hmm. when he just says, well, would you have testified the same if you knew that <laughs> Wiley was your grandkid? Like, that's a very awkward question, but a very good mm-hmm. question. And I would have wanted to know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting how Nina is really good at compartmentalizing. So much so, so so, like so good at it because she spends that whole conversation talking about how what she did was good for Wiley, right? And Mm -hmm. that it was about, you know, she genuinely wanted to do the right thing and clearly at the time told the truth as she knew it to be. Yes. Huh. Told the truth as she knew it to be, just like her alternate universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the thing though in this scenario th- this is this is what gets me because when it comes to the whole Nell thing mm-hmm. it 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 made my skin crawl when she kept accusing Carly of of killing Nell right mm-hmm. that being responsible yes. for her death also because we saw exactly what happened so we know that <laughs> wasn't true and so for us it's like after everything Nell did to her because of some weird logic based on Frank Benson Okay, Nell Mm -hmm. carried a grudge and attacked her whole family because she decided to carry out her father's perception of Carly. Yes. Just like Nina, right? Let's let's constantly blame Carly for your life and for everything. Insane emphasis and focus on Carly. Before we continue with the heaviness of the Nina Carly showdown, what I loved is we got to see a new Wiley. I love soap operas. Yes. I love how soap operas do it, though. It's like Michael's like, my boy. And then Willow's like, that's your boy, all right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's very clear that is the Wiley that we all know and love, different actor, their son. (laughs) That is so funny because I mostly picked up when Nina said something like, you've grown so much since I last saw you. (laughs) Yeah, into a whole other human being. Yeah, so the other twinsies kind of left. It was all posted on social media, living their life out in Paris. So really good luck to them. Um, Obviously, we wish we could continue to watch them. But, you know, like um, the mom of the boys had said, they actually know those twins. Oh, that's lovely. So they did They did know who they were and like kind of congratulated them on taking on this role. So, so yeah, new Wiley. So true. Glad you remembered and brought that up. Now to the showdown. I wish we had like boxing ring music. <sighs> Is there music? <laughs> or a bell. Ding. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. Really felt it. I really felt it. So, okay. Okay. So Carly shows up and Nina knows. Time's up. Yep. Time is up. And she, and Yuri takes takes away 
Wiley and lets the grown-ups sort of handle their business. At first, I was like, where does she get off being like, look, I'm caught. Isn't that enough? Like, I thought this is what you came to town for. Like, are you joking? Like, I could not believe she had the nerve to say that. And I was like, great job facing your consequences, right? I thought the whole plan was for you to come here. Like, what consequences were you willing to face? Like, I thought it was everybody's. Like, you knew Carly would be the biggest one. Like, Peter even taunted you with her. (laughs) It's like, I don't know what she expected. Did she expect everybody to treat her like Maxie? Like, oh, slap on the wrist. You did something wrong, but I love you anyways. She got, she gets triggered by Carly and she went right away into her defensive. Oh yeah. It's your fault type situation. Oh, I was it, so shocked at the it was, road this conversation went down. It was gross. Cause as we were talking about, right. Compartmentalizing things like the fact that she went into that world, right. Where she hates Carly and Carly's evil and she's super angelic um, and a victim and all this. So when um, she's like, Oh, I'm just not contrite enough for you, Carly. And I'm just like, you're not contrite at all. Right. You're not contrite at all. You might like, you know what I mean? Like the more honest thing, like if you want to be honest would have been like, I don't care, but you didn't do that. You tried to pretend to apologize until eventually you finally did get to a place where you said, I don't care. She said that these, what happened had, it was unintended consequences. Unintended. So not only did she, (laughs) she was, she was like, oh, I'm not contrite enough for you. And then she actually said, let's explore your role in this. I was like, what? Carly's role in your crazy. You want to explore Carly's role in your crazy. You're the one who allowed Carly to operate the space in your mind. You did that. You did that. Yes. What about, will Sunny stay happy? (gasps) I couldn't believe it. And like, okay, so I have to say, both of their performance were amazing, right? You know, so we're watching, yeah. So we're watching Nina and she goes into that mode. So it gives us like a real fight, you know? And then there was something interesting about, I find, how Carly played it, okay? Because okay. Carly played it like, you know, that angry Carly. But what I loved about her performance is that you, her emotions. Like, you can see there was sadness and vulnerability. So she's yeah. fighting her, but there are moments where you're seeing Carly being like, I'm not following. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 cause Nina is like trying to hold a bravado, right? You know what I mean? She's, mm-hmm. she's taking cheap shots. She's really trying to poke at Carly. She's really trying to be like, you're actually responsible for the fact that like Sunny became Mike for nine months, like in her mind. Mm-hmm. But Carly is actually kind of showing like, wait, I don't know that, right? She's not pretending to know everything. Oh yes. Sunny told me everything. She's just careful not to say too much, but yes. she is pointing out that things aren't making sense. So there was a vulnerability to Carly's anger, if you will, is how, how I kind of saw that. And the fact that Nina not only, uh, you know, pointed out, will Sunny be happy, but then she makes reference to Jax also. Yes. Okay. And then the whole, like, I don't care about you, Carly. So this is what's really interesting. I feel bad, right? Because, you know, like the fact that she's like, I all say sorry to Sunny, to the kids, to, and then I couldn't believe she said this, right? To his math teacher, his yeah. math teacher. I was like, wow. are you kidding me? Wow. And so she says all of this, but I'm like, this is the thing that's insane to me. You may not care about what you did and how it impacts Carly, but the point is you still made those choices and you're looking at it in such a narrow way. Okay. And when you make it about Carly, it makes it so much easier for Nina to feel good about what she did. 
And I, I, I want to throw up hearing her sob story about her daughter. Because remember, not even 10 minutes ago, is she going on and on about, like, Nell and she did the right thing. She testified. She it was best for Wiley. Wiley is better off with Michael and Willow because they are genuinely good people. Mm-hmm. But now... Right? Compartmentalizing. Now, she's, like, going on and on about her daughter. And I was just like, you mean you're psycho. The psycho you testified against during Wiley's custody hearing. That Nell. That choice that you made that cost Nell everything. That prompted her to stab Brooklyn, to kidnap Wiley, and then trying to escape. All of that which led her to the very clearing she fell off of oh, that daughter, oh. that daughter, because essentially you can blame Carly all you want, but I wish mm-hmm. somebody would point out that it was, it was Nina's test. Like it was Nina's testimony that ultimately, like if you want to blame people because you're not, yes. you're choosing not to hold Nell accountable, right? You're choosing not to hold Nell accountable. She was damaged. She had potential. This is what you're doing. So you don't hold Nell accountable, but you're blaming everyone else. And I'm thinking, well, then if we're going to look at outside forces, you're the most direct link to Nell's death. Yes. It's it's insane to me the way she sees the story. The fact that that she even brought up Morgan. Oh, I like I had to rewind to be like, who did you just bring up? And it's so funny because in those moments, I'm like, what will Ava think about Nina's lack of remorse for what she did to Carly? And yes. I know this is detail, and I don't even know if this will ever get back to um to Ava, but I was so curious about what like what would Ava say in this moment? Like if Ava was there in that moment, part of me did wonder how she would feel about a Morgan mention. And while mm-hmm. Ava is not a fan of Carly, she does see things for what they are. And she has not shied away from, you know, pointing out to Nina, well, Nell was really like this. And Nell actually did those things with Carly. And did you really say those things to Wiley? Like, she doesn't like <laughs> Carly at all. But she has pointed out very clearly when she's like, Nina, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I'm going to have to take Carly's side on this one. Because, like, what are you doing? Okay, so we know that Ava's going to be staying in town. So we will hopefully get around to that big, big reaction. I can't wait. This is why it's so amazing, right? Because if everything was one big explosion with Sunny coming back, we wouldn't get all these individual moments. Because it takes time to get to every single person. Because the consequences and the feelings are so different for every person. And when it comes to this whole thing. So by the time the scene ends with, you know, Carly and, and Nina, I just can't, it hit me. Okay, Mm -hmm. because, again, we're pulling on the whole Nell thing and what happened with Nell and you're responsible for her death. And I remember when Nina suspected or felt that Carly, you know, was responsible for Nell's death. The first Mm -hmm. thing she did was run to the police. Okay. so in that moment, I kept thinking if Carly should head to the police regarding Nina's actions, there has to be some kind of fraud or some kind of, you know, when you like hold people against their will, there's got to be something. And I just kept thinking to myself, could you imagine when I think Diane would have so much fun with this, right? Because Diane supports Carly and Jason, Diane loves Sunny. And if Diane were to, and like, you know how Diane felt about Nell and everything that went on. So imagine she finds out Nina's role in what happened to Sunny. I think Diane would have a really fun time taking her to court. 
And I just kept thinking a court case to be interesting because at this point in time, I was like, the facts are not coming out. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what really happened. Carly doesn't know that there was a relationship between Sunny and, and Nina. So at this point, mm-hmm. I kept thinking, wouldn't a court case be interesting because it would further divide people? It would make their stances really clear. And it would also bring all of the Nixon Falls details to life, a.k.a. her relationship with Sunny. And I just thought that would be interesting because in courtrooms, you often see the side people choose to sit on. So what would this mean for Sunny, Right. And who mm-hmm. does this group together? So, because we've talked about this a lot, like going back to before everything blew up, we talked about it. You know, sometimes like y- you would have to set the stage really different for certain things to happen, right? Like everything would need to shift for for Dante to somehow find Sam, right? The mm-hmm. world would practically need to end for Jason and Carly to suddenly have this romance. Yes. But ultimately, this is what happened. We've talked about it. There's been a lot of moving chess pieces that have been creating room for this. So could you imagine push comes to shove, high conflict, people forced to take sides? Like, I just think in my head at that point in time, I get thinking a court case is like the best way to push people into their corners and to their different social groups. Yes, absolutely. And so that's why I was freaking out when Scott had an interaction with Nina. And Scott sort of accuses her going, wait a second. Ugh, you love him too? Everybody loves this guy. (laughs) And then he gives her his business card and he's a lawyer. And I loved it. You know, like, Sunny is Sunny, but Carly is scarier kind of a thing. And saying something like, and then the only other options is a legal course of action. And I'm like... There is a course of action Nina could take, but she can protect protect herself. And it sounds like she may have to. So when I saw that, I'm like, could this could this really go down? Could there legit be a court case? Well, it's interesting you say that because you go back to the Nina Carly conversation. I think one of the first things that Carly says to Nina is give me one reason I shouldn't kill you. So that is also something Scott said. And then at the end of the conversation, when Nina leaves the room and it's just Jason and her alone in the room, she says, I will burn Nina's life down to the ground and spit on her ashes. I loved it. <laughs> so it's best. perfect. No, it's amazing, but it directly relates to like sh- there. <laughs> the thing is though, I kept thinking until what you said is that there is nothing for Carly to burn down. Nina has burned all her bridges. All she has left is her business, which she abandons like whenever the hell she wants. Yeah. The reality <gasps> Will she is, kick like, her out of the venture court. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Between, like, the only two things left, honestly, is, like, her business and Wiley. Yeah. And having a court case to show, you know, if she is fit or unfit to be in Wiley's life, this would be the way to show that. I mean, it's going to be ugly, and I'm, like, all here for it. I really am. Like, this is so amazing. Like, I am loving this so far. And... You know, we talk about like, you know, Carly's anger and like the performances of these amazing, amazing actresses, you know, between Nina and between Carly. But I, I kind of love Jason's reactions to this. You know, I loved his reaction to Sonny about the whole Nina thing and watching how angry and the way Jason looked at her. It was, it was amazing, right? Like watching his anger, but also feeling satisfied because. You're, you're seeing people kind of have the reaction you want them to react to have. Absolutely. It's, it's just all very interesting. And like a standout character to me that I wasn't expecting was the Ned Jason conversation. Shortly Ned after. Lee. I was like cousin scenes. And I, I, I wrote things that are so <laughs> cheesy. I'm like talking and sharing. <laughs> and like, 
like, I, I loved it. But like, you know, Ned spends all that time, you know, highlighting, you're not in charge anymore. He must have said it a few times. And I was like, okay. And, but it caught me this part, that like sentimental moment where he's like, he's going on and on about like, what would your mother think? How would your mother feel? And then finally he's like, you know, it's not just hard on your mother. It's hard on the rest of your family. Like, we love you yeah. so much. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then he's like, you're still a quartermain, you know? And I was like, wow, you just renewed your quartermainness, you know? And it goes back to how significant it was last week when Ned was like, wow, like Jason is exuberant for Jason. That like reconnection and them seeing Jason and maybe kind of reflecting that like, with Carly, he's different. And in the past, it almost felt like Sonny was taking him away and like Carly was destroying their family. And it's kind of interesting because now there's a world where Carly might actually be the thing to reconnect Jason to his family. Ooh, I love that. Like, I really love that. And kind of along the same lines with you saying that Ned kept repeating that, you know, Sonny's in charge, Sonny's in charge. But I also think it was a way for him to say, but your place hasn't changed here. We love you exactly oh, the same. Yeah. You have exactly the same place in our lives. And um, I love when Jason kind of responded to at the end of the conversation at the fact that, you know, trying to make Ned feel better. Yes. He's not a pissed off 20 year old. Anymore. So it was just so much so- love and not saying love. <laughs> But it was so poignant, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there are not many quartermains left. There's not many peers to be had, right? Like, Ned doesn't have any. Like, he has, you know, his mom. He has his Aunt Monica. You know, he has, like, nephews. But, like, where are his peers? You know, where's AJ? Where's Jason? Where's that part? Mm-hmm. And so watching them come together and revisiting that history, that things have really shifted. And, you know, saying that Jason is still one of them. Like, it was huge. Yes, massive, like, unexpected little moment that was fantastic. And then Carly trots over to Jax's house. (laughs) I was just thinking about, like, all the conversations we had. And it's like, but I had a hallucination. And then I tasted some sauce. And I knew it. But I knew you wouldn't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) I I absolutely love it your recap of that that is a gold star worthy that's amazing in in part I kind of get it but I do get the part where where Carly's like okay so you you had that hunch fair she would have been like get out of my face Jax but I think you owed her that call the moment you knew for sure yeah and at that point Carly is not wrong when she kind of points out. So somebody who has been dishonest with you and has lied for nine months, you then trusted to do it. And it's true. Did she really deserve that at that point after doing what she did? So that part I do agree with. Oh, 100%. Like it was just such a, a in your face thing to say. And Jax did not have a comeback. He wanted to say some stuff, but he bit his tongue and I was actually really surprised. Well, he said other things like, I don't want to be part of your life anyway. Not true. My stuff's to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, <laughs> like, we know that part is not true. Yes. Um, but like his, his, his gentle attempt at trying to defend Nina. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Jax, read the room. Okay. Sometimes unhappy people do desperate things. Joss is, oh yeah. Okay. And then she turns to her mom. That was like my favorite freaking moment. 
I oh, love, I love how she did that. And the thing is like, part of me wishes like, cause what's the thing? Like Carly at this point, we know everything she's learned. We, we know what her day has been like. We know what her, her interaction with Jax has been like, but she still sort of says, you know, we'll always care for you, blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't blow Jax up. Right. She doesn't yes. say like, it's not just that your dad found Sunny and wanted to wait till he knew for sure. It's the fact that he gave Nina the space to do it her way. Okay. Yeah. And what Jax did to your brother. Like, there's a lot she's leaving out mm-hmm. at this point in time. But at the same time, too, you can't help but notice, like, that they are one. Carly and Joss are physically constantly close together. Joss can't help but, like, turn to her mom. And I love how, how Jax just sits there goofy in the background about, like, yeah. I have a washer and dryer. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, Joss is literally telling Carly, like, I'm only here to do laundry. Like, I'm not actually visiting him. Like, I'm really just like, because that's what I heard. Yes, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really just doing laundry, then I'm going home. <laughs> like, I'm not going to hang out here. So I was just like, I thought that whole thing was so funny. And there's okay. such a, I feel like there's such a risk to, to Jax's relationship with Joss. Like, I feel <sighs> like it's borderline. Oh, yeah. He's like, what is it? Walking on thin ice? I yeah. got that one right. <laughs> or, well, yeah. Kind of. Like, yeah. Something well, like that. <laughs> the ice can break and then he will fall under. I am with you on what happens to thin ice. I really am. <laughs> and But also what he said, right? This is another, like, when he said something, like, she's, she was like, oh, you're not going to be with Nina, right? Like, you're not going to do that. And then Jack says to Carly... Nina's moved on. Yeah. Oh, I was like, he is being all kinds of, I just wanted to do some harm. <laughs> he was just so <laughs> mad. I was like, he's just kind of yeah. like, wait and see. And, you know, they had that truth conversation. Like, Joss is like, well, at least the truth is out. It is not. So wait until they f- no. find out that he knows the other part, too. I can't wait to see that conversation between Carly and Sunny. So we have talked about the fact that, like, is Sunny Sunny? When you see those scenes with Espe and Sunny, Johnny, I was going to say Jason. (laughs) I'll learn his name eventually. I'll learn it. (laughs) And so Johnny, oh, by the way, like, by the way. What's happening right now? (laughs) He hasn't listened to our podcast in like a while, okay? okay. But last week, I we were talking about Olivia, yeah. and I said like, "Oh, that's something I would do: stand up to catch him." Okay. Yeah. So last week he listens to our podcast. It's <laughs> like, so I heard what you said about him. I what? I'm like, I said other things that were nice. I think later if you just keep listening, if you just tell him that we're in character, we have very specific characters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when we're watching that SV Sunny scene, Johnny's like, Sunny's too smart to fall for that. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I I don't know at this point because I also know the point of this storyline too. And in that moment, I'm looking at Sunny and like, it's 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 sort of like the whole Ava thing, right? How much mm-hmm. has she changed? Like the fact that he's even iffy about Ava. You were nice with Ava before Carly is, and now he's in that sunny mode where he just wants to believe sort of the worst. You know what I mean? It's kind of like with Julian. Yes. No one wanted to see how far Julian came, even though he <laughs> does, he does like really idiotic things. But it was sort of like that. You know what I mean? Like you can see that Sunny didn't really have any. He wasn't going to question it. No, he was just looking for ammunition. He just wanted to like, exactly why any am I reason. Angry? 
I will be a mob boss to whoever tells me something. I miss murdering people. Uh, or so telling people to murder other people. Right? And that's the Such. thing. Like, I was just so shocked. You know, like, we know Esme is, like, off the charts, far from average in yeah. the mentally stable department. <laughs> so, so, so she has this conversation with Spencer and then I'm like, is she seriously wishing Ava would die in a plane crash? That was so messed up. I was so creepy. Okay, but what vibe did you get when she said that? Crazy. <laughs> like nothing good is happening. Like, Ryan when- vibes. Because Ryan oh! would be so straight faced. No emotion. He would just say the, and do the most messed up stuff. Like remember his last bout on the show. That's the feeling I got. Okay. It's the feeling I get from Esme. I don't disagree with that okay but there was a line that joss said when they were like trina was like because you know the whole plan is set in motion and she's like be careful with esme and then joss is like if i've survived now i can survive Esme." so mm-hmm. you know but the, at the same time too nell does have a connection to ryan yes so part of me does have like nell slash ryan on the brain Oh, okay. So when we're talking about Joss and her being strong in this and moving forward with the plan and her taking control of certain things with her mom and calling Jason, did you get a lot of like, I got mob vibes from Joss this week? Um, Me too. Yes. <laughs> yes. She even used the word retaliate this week. Did you notice? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and like Joss sort of like threatened her at some point at the hospital too, but I totally got that vibes. And I even got like moments of that with Carly. Cause like, let's, let's be honest. She's been in charge lately. So if she's bad, Carly's yeah. been in like boss lady mode too. Exactly. I'm loving it. The both of them need to run stuff. Yes. Yes. So estimate, like, look, they're running out of luck here. You know, and pardon me, like, I kind of got scared, though, because as this plan was unfolding, I'm like, Joss, first off, just, like, go see Sunny or text him or call and be like, what did Crazy tell you? Exactly. And I didn't know how I felt about, you know, Trina came and spoiled things. It couldn't be obvious. She was not welcome there, not by Cam, not, not by Spencer. But I didn't know how I felt because Cam was making a real connection, and I do think his motives with Spencer are much more different than they are, like, for Trina and for Joss. I mean, at the yes. end of the day, you know, Spencer is Cam's family, and I think he really genuinely is reaching, trying to reach out to him. So when they were having that close moments, I didn't know how I felt because I felt like Spencer was in a place where he would have confided in him. I feel like Cameron sees Spencer as, yes, he does he does that I think Cameron C. Spencer's like okay he did this bad thing but like he'll tell me and I kind of felt like Cam was not necessarily looking to like just let's say catch or punish yes. but was actually trying to really reach Spencer that's why I was getting kind of scared because I'm like oh no Cam because if Spencer does actually lean on you and trust you after feeling he has nobody and then you sort of like break it and use it as part of like a gotcha scheme I was really scared for what what that would do to Spencer, even though Spencer did some really messed up things. I know. I was worried about the same thing, and I think the way it's played out now... Is better. Uh, is better, yes, because in the end, he confessed, I'm concerned about everything is going... <laughs> Ava's going to end up saving the relationship, and that's what's going to mend exactly. the here, yes. and that's why it had to happen this way. But even though Spencer did all that stuff, I was feeling really bad for him. And the fact that he took the credit for Esme, he said, I told Esme to burn the car. I yeah. was like, what? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like those are good signs, you know, him trying to take the full blame and protect her. But then it also makes me wonder, like, how scared of Esme are you? (laughs) And, and yes, I, I, you know, I did feel bad for him. I I think he needed this. I think he wants it. I think he needs to let this out and he, he can't heal and he can't move on. Like Spencer is stuck in time and I think he's ready to let go of that. And I think while this is bad, there's a lot of conflict. He needs his dad. He needs his friends. He needs to get out of this. That's sort of how I'm seeing this. Like, I'm not necessarily seeing it like, oh my God, Spencer, like, this is so bad. Like, I really think that this whole storyline, this being caught, you know, while they say all these things about Spencer being like spoiled and all these things, I also feel like this is like a real turning point for Spencer yes. and it's super important for his growth. But I was really upset. Like, I know what Spencer did, but Sonny being there, we all know that like, the truth right and I was like are you Mm -hmm. serious Spencer crashed your whole like attack Nicholas thing And at this point I mean like both of Avery's parents keep arranging assaults on Nicholas (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I just couldn't believe that you know when Spencer tried to stop Sunny you know this 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 your nephew that you have a close relationship with that you actually just were like, no, 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 Spencer, like, it's fine. We're just going to talk. I was like, really? Are you seriously doing this? Shocked. Yeah, I was really disturbed at seeing that. Well, it's like I- when he said he was telling them also that he was disappointed in them. It's like, take a look around. Look at the first Whoa. thing that you did, the actions you took. You're telling these children that you're disappointed in them. Like, come on. Wow, Mel, you're really scolding Sunny. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Like, it was, but isn't it weird though? Like it was weird for me. Like, I mean, look, it was weird for me to have Sonny thrown into all this. Like, obviously I get it. It was part of the plan, but it's really weird to see Sonny, the mob boss sort of like be involved in the fallout because it's so sunny to be like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm out of here. Like I'm gone. This is like, <laughs> this is not the parts that I want to deal with. But it was interesting that after all of this, who it came out in front of, right. That it was like, Sonny was there. Nicholas was there. It was just interesting to me the mix of but okay so yeah so that's going down but i loved it because we talked about like yeah you know sunny didn't really think twice with esme but ava has thought twice about esme from the beginning kevin right even kevin's like i don't like you he's like why don't you pick your own brain and tell me what you find like i love that that was the best thing i've heard so when ava turns around and sees esme there at first you know obviously there's shock what are you doing here at a prison? She then feels the need to be like, oh my gosh, like, what do you know of Ryan? I want to protect her. I want to warn her away. But I loved the moment Ava starts to realize, wait a second, what's going on here? And she stops offering up information and yes. is like, um, what about it? What about me leaving town? Mm-hmm. And obviously hearing Trina's name, that's a name of trust. Yes. So now she's like, what is happening? So I love that Ava's senses about Esme were always there. So it's just really interesting, right? Ava can see what's happening. And Sonny really didn't. Like, he really missed out on a lot. But also, where are your gut instincts? And this actually brings me back to a comment made by Knitting the Blues. So she kind of points out what is happening. Because Sonny, as Mike, was able to read bad guys two seconds in. Huh. Okay. But it's interesting to point out that how well Mike's sunny senses were working in Nixon Falls, but sunny senses don't seem to be <laughs> operating at full capacity in Port Charles. No, they're shorting out big time. <laughs> 
But okay, so then Ava leaves. Yeah, and then Esme just makes her way to our scary, creepy Ryan and apologizes for being late. Okay, one, where's Alexis? Isn't she always staring at Ryan? And wasn't, wasn't she there she two right seconds? There? <laughs> like, doesn't Esme think it's weird? Like, anyways, like whatever. Um, that whole thing was weird because it puts a lot in question, right? This idea that Ryan was afraid of her and now no, because he didn't really have much of a reaction to her. So here's my thing. It's either at that point in time when he saw her, she wasn't supposed to come into town at that time and the jig is up. Okay. That they are actually working together and that he was just kind of thrown off by the fact that she was there. But then my mm. mind went even darker. Like, is she a fan of Ryan? And then found spencer to make this plan happen i think it actually has to be that way to support this narrative right like like to kind of support the road of let's say spencer's redemption right because right now he's taking the blame and there were they were setting up this narrative like oh like spencer doesn't know what he's getting into with esme esme is the bad one so i think they have to create some story where Spencer obviously learns to take accountability and make amends. But I also think they need to create a situation where Esme might have taken advantage of Spencer or put Spencer in danger to kind of, um, I guess, encourage people to rally around him. Well, you know, it's kind of like what Cam said. We all thought that Esme has a hold on you. Yeah. So it all ties together for sure. So, yes, I think I prefer that that scenario, though, of her being a fan and, and really orchestrating the whole thing. And I don't think it's super far-fetched from what we've seen so far. Oh, absolutely. It's just, oh, it creeps me right out. So, just real quick on Alexis, is about the prison. So, she is the key to the whole Victor Cassadine. So, pushing sort of maybe Sean in the Cassadine direction. Maybe, but then he'll find Anna and Valentine make it out, drinking Uzo, having a oh good time. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. <laughs> but quickly about like Victor. So this is a comment from Asma on Instagram and she pointed this out, okay? So they've been talking about Valentine and the fact that we don't know who his father is. That sort of kind of came up. We've been talking about Victor Cassadine and she basically proposed, is Valentine Victor Cassadine's son? Ooh. So I don't know, but something is going down on that island. So it starts off with some sexy fun between him and Anna, a kiss that blew me away. Such a good kiss. <laughs> such a good kiss. Such great lines too. I love their whole drunken everything. His little line of like, you think I'm handsome now, wait until you get a buzz going. Um, <laughs> it was really interesting to hear Anna's perspective because we know they fit really well together, right? Yes. But it must be weird for her because she's supposed to be good and Valentine is bad. But then listening in more detail to how she, her comparison of, of like a Valentine with Robert and how she feels. Okay. But like she never mentioned Finn once. <laughs> no. <laughs> so bad. Ooh, that's so bad. But Finn's doing all right. He's definitely doing all right. And just another super amazing favorite line that I feel like blushing gold star is the whole no socks comment. She's like, I'm not wearing any socks. And he's like, that's a good start. I was <laughs> I like, oh <laughs> my gosh. Like he's relentless in his flirt and in his charm. So they have this amazing time together. 
But even at the hospital, I'm like, this doctor is shady. Totally, 100%. (laughs) So the doctor's shady. Then they find a a bar, I think, close to Castadine Island or whatever. But anyways, the bar people are shady. The bar guy has like a tattoo. I'm not sure what that means because it's like, isn't it like a Castadine emblem? Yes, it was. I don't know. Okay, I don't think this was Valentina. Maybe my memory is all messed up. But there was a Castadine supposedly that Helena was afraid of. Was it Valentina or was it that in reference to another Castadine? Oh boy, I do not know. If somebody could help us out with that, that would be excellent. I'm putting it out there. So that was my only thought. But yeah, super scared. Like this is Anna. Hey, bar. My drunken friend's passed oh out. God. Feel free to rob him, but I'm gonna leave him alone for a while. Could you pass along a message? I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, you guys are getting kidnapped, but at least there's going to be a nice reunion, right? With like Victor and Peter and Liesel. So Liesel is with Drew. And then I started to panic. I started to panic. Oh, wait. Actually, before she's with Drew, she like gets sort of uh, <laughs> upper hand with Victor with the knifey knife, which Johnny really loved. He loved her like little threatening him. And then the lack of a fourth wall meant that Peter just walked <laughs> right on in. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Like, I don't even understand the setup of this room. I'm like, somebody needs to get this woman a freaking fourth wall. But what I loved in her dialogue with um, Peter is like, you tried to kill me. She's like, yeah, I tried to kill you because you deserved it. <laughs> the best. The best. I love her. <laughs> but let me walk you through my panic when okay. Liesl was with Drew. Okay. Okay. Is that it finally occurred to me that Liesl and Drew share Franco as a connection. Yeah. And Drew and Franco were like brothers and he doesn't know what happened to Franco. Because you know what I mean? Like I thought it was really funny that all these people that are back from the dead then learn about who actually died while they were dead. So while Sonny was dead, he, you know, Franco died and then he learned about that and didn't care. But then yes. you have Drew while he was dead, Franco died, and then he'll learn about that. And that's going to be really hard. And then he's going to see Austin. That's going to be confusing. <laughs> it won't be. It won't I'm be. kidding. <laughs> it ha- <laughs> um, yeah. And that happened. <laughs> and that happened. And so, and so hopefully Liesl can be the doctor, nurse, medical professional that facilitates a Drew escape. I love it. He's like, aren't you like a villain? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love the dialogue. I absolutely do. Um, Also, just just one more time, just want to say I love the whole um, Finn Elizabeth push. Oh, my gosh. Um, But I love how those scenes evolved. I love the parallel with, you know, Finn speaking with Chase and Elizabeth with Terry. Like, it was so sweet. And I love Chase calling him out. He's, like, off of a fresh breakup. (laughs) Especially in light of what you just said. Like, Anna hasn't even referenced Finn at all, right? She referenced Robert in talking with Valentin. So I love that he's like, you know, Elizabeth husband just died and I'm off of a fresh breakup and it was just so funny because it put things into perspective that you know time has passed you know like maybe it is okay 
And I just, I love that the encouragement that they got and that they were brave enough to kind of navigate those waters because it was difficult for both of them. And they- For real reasons, right? Exactly, exactly. And then once they agreed to the quiz night, like my favorite part was when Elizabeth just kind of pulled Terry away, like in true friendship. I love it. I love it. That was my favorite, but I just realized something as we're talking. Yeah. Drew is- about to escape at any moment and so it's crucial that maybe Finn and Elizabeth get together I mean they were already on this natural progression anyway but I kind of wondered I mean didn't we think that um Hayden was locked up there too yes we did think in that other room that potentially she was there so yeah you want to get together in time for like Hayden to be like guys what (laughs) <laughs> like are you asking me or making a statement <laughs> no that will that'll be Hayden's line <laughs> oh my gosh yes it, it'll be messy but this is what you get when you live in Port Charles pretty much and come back from the dead things happen time passes yes. or come back from the nowhere because nobody knows where she is <laughs> <laughs> yes that is accurate yeah um, I think we did all of the things did we cover all of the things yes <laughs> I love your confidence. (laughs) Okay. Are there any moments that you want to mention to you or any gold stars you'd like to give out? All of it. Like it was really good. (laughs) Right. Because I mentioned all my favorite lines. So some of my favorite lines came from Valentine Anna scenes. Favorite lines came from like Liesl scenes. Um, Ooh, favorite lines came from like uh, Chase Finn scenes, like the off the fresh breakup thing. Um, I had so many favorite lines that span pretty much all the storylines. So I have to give General Hospital a gold star. And I 100% agree with what you're seeing. Um, I have to give a star to like the side story happening. Like there was at least a couple of mentions of Yuri and how thoughtful he is. But there was at About least Monica. three. Exactly. There were quite a few that he was supposed to have dessert with her. And all of this, like he's going to bring her back something. Like those are some, that's some good stuff I want to see. Good for Monica. I love that. I love those little details. I think it's so amazing. Me too. Okay, some of my favorite stuff, all of the stuff that you said, but in addition to that, when Spencer finally sees Sunny and there's that little tiny moment of banter before the crazy happens, where yeah. Sunny says to him, like, aren't you tired of hearing how much you've grown up? And Spencer <laughs> says, aren't you tired of hearing your, like, uh, hearing your back from the dead? And I just I, thought it was really cute. <laughs> that is a good line. Yes, I remember that moment. That was good. It was just snappy and in the moment and very representative of who they are. There's something I have to say that I forgot to say. Um, and it's about Maxie. One thing about Maxie that I wanted to say was, I guess, a question. But how did you feel? Because we talked earlier about the fact that she, you know, we know where she stands in terms of how she feels about Nina's actions. But then mm-hmm. what did you think about her, like, offering hope to the psycho? That Sunny is protecting her and pointing that out to her. Okay, to be honest, I was really shocked. I that I was not happy with that at all. And I was really happy when Austin interrupted them. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, we I don't know what to make to of finish. it. We're trying to we're trying to wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and the one thing, okay, so we I made the comparison to Austin and Spinelli that they're kind of like very similar in personalities. Mm-hmm. And he, he was very complimentary towards Maxie. And he called her Miss Maxie. Yeah, Johnny pointed that too. But he's been calling her that. But for the first time since I made that comment, like I actually picked up on it. 
So yeah, the Maximista versus Miss Maxi. Yup. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Like damn. <laughs> oh, title of our podcast. <laughs> Love it. Holy Toledo, that was a heck of a week. I cannot wait to see what's Holy coming. Holy Tano. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That is accurate. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's a wrap. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye. 